Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So two weeks ago, um, I talked about distractions. And I talked about how distractions lead to disconnection. And after experiencing disconnection, we feel this restlessness. And how we should avoid distractions because distractions are not from God. Because again, they leave us restless. Today, I want to talk about interruptions, different than distractions. Interruptions, I have to admit, are annoying. Who agrees? If you're not raising your hand, you're lying. Shouldn't lie to a priest. Interruptions are annoying. That guy still has his hand up. We get it. Interruptions are annoying. They're very annoying, and we don't like interruptions. We prefer order. We like a schedule. We like uh, things to go according to plan. We like goals that have a deadline. But interruptions get in the way of all of that, and that could be extremely frustrating. And so what is an interruption, right? Defined, what does the word interruption mean? The word interruption is anything that takes my attention away from my primary task. Right? We get so caught up, my primary task is my school, my primary task is this, my primary task is that. But our primary task is to love God and to love neighbor. That's our primary task for all of us. And some interruptions are opportunities to love God and to love neighbor and should be treated as a visit from God. We call those holy interruptions, right? This is God wanting me to grow in holiness, that this is a holy interruption. It's out of my schedule. I didn't plan for this. It's annoying, but there is something here. It could be a visit from God as a holy interruption because, again, it's an opportunity to grow in holiness. And in today's gospel, as I was reflecting on today's gospel, in today's gospel, we heard of many people who were interrupted. Many interruptions in today's gospel. And some accepted these interruptions as a visit from God. This wasn't planned, but it's a visit from you, God, and it helped them to grow in their holiness. And somebody did not accept this as an invitation from God, this interruption as an invitation from God. So let's first take a look at who was interrupted and accepted it. This is a visit from God. It wasn't planned. This is very annoying, very inconvenient. But I'm going to treat it as an invitation, as a visit from God for my holiness. This is a holy interruption. First, Joseph and Mary. First, Joseph and Mary, if we just go back just to last week, the gospel, right, that Mary and Joseph are exhausted. They finally found a place. They're in, the, um, in this inn, and, you know, in this very uncomfortable manger. They finally find a place to give birth to Jesus. Mary gives birth to Jesus. And they can't wait to go home, right? We gave birth. We paid our tax. We are here to pay this tax. We gave birth. Along the, uh, Mary has given birth now, and they're in Bethlehem, and they just want to go back home. We just want to go back to Nazareth. Right? Imagine just being away on a trip, and you're just ready to go home. We have all experienced that. But they get interrupted. In a dream, St. Joseph is told in a dream, don't go back to where it is that you want to go. Don't go back home. Don't go back to Nazareth. Go where? Go to Egypt. This is a huge interruption. It's a huge interruption. Not only is it a huge interruption, but it is a major inconvenience. Do you know that to go from Bethlehem, where they were, where he gets this dream, to Egypt is three years? We're not told that. So think about this. So talk about an inconvenience. Talk about an interruption. This is not within my plan, but they see it as an opportunity that this is a holy interruption. That this is a visit from God, and I'm going to treat it as a holy interruption because it's an opportunity for us to grow in holiness. And so they treated it like that, like a holy interruption. They grew in holiness, and what was the outcome is not only did they grow in holiness, 
But what was the outcome is our salvation. If Mary and Joseph did not leave at that moment, Jesus would have been destroyed by Herod, and we would not have received our salvation. They treated it as a holy interruption. So besides Mary and Joseph being interrupted, also the wise men in today's gospel were interrupted. The wise men in today's gospel, they were interrupted first by daytime. Think about that. So for a second, the Magi were astrologers, is what we're told, that they're astrologers, they study the stars and whatnot, and, um, but they saw this particular star on this particular day, and they knew that this particular star that they saw was something very special, something that they've probably, and unlike any other star that they have studied before. And so we must not forget that the Magi weren't exactly sure how long it was going to take from them to get to the east and to come to Bethlehem, while Mary and Joseph were still there. So they're just following a star, and the daytime becomes an interruption, because guess what? When it's daytime, the star goes down, and then the sun comes up, and then they have to stop. And then the next day, the sun, and then, the, then day, uh, the nighttime comes, and the star comes, and they start traveling again. Then guess what? The next day, the, 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 the day ends, and the morning star comes up. The morning sun comes up. So this back up and down, up and down is an interruption of their goal. This is something they had not planned. And it says, some astrologers say it took them 10 days to find Jesus. Because daytime was an interruption for them. They didn't know. Do we, okay, the, the, the sun has come up now. The, the star has gone away. What do we do? Go back? Or do we move forward? And they continue to move forward. For 10 days they moved forward. They had to stop and take a break. They didn't want to probably. They wanted to just find Jesus. So this daytime became an interruption and they treated it as a holy interruption. And because they treated it as a holy interruption rather than just, this is too much, I'm turning back. What's the outcome? They found Jesus. They saw this as a visit, an opportunity to connect with God. Besides being interrupted by the day, they were interrupted by taking a different route home. So they finally find Jesus, and then we're told in the gospel after they see Jesus, and having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. Now that's going to mean, we just finally found out what this path is for 10 days. Now we have to go to a totally different path. We have to find a totally different way home. It's probably going to take longer. This is an inconvenience. I don't want to do this. This is annoying. This is an interruption. But they treat it as a holy interruption from God, this other alternative route to go home. And then what is the outcome? Their safety. They listen to God. They saw it as a holy interruption versus complaining and just um, feeling irritated and agitated. Someone who did not treat an interruption as a visit from God is King Herod. King Herod was not interested in God interrupting him. Zero. King Herod was a jealous king placed in power by the Roman Empire. So the Roman Empire put King Herod to be in charge of the Jews. And like most kings, he wanted more power. He didn't want less power. And so the three wise men we hear in the beginning of the gospel, they come to, they come to Herod and they say, we're looking for the new king. And King Herod's like, which new king? He feels threatened. His kingdom is about to be interrupted. He's not having it. He is not interested in this new king, which obviously Jesus' kingdom is not to, to, uh, in Israel for the Jews. It's the heavenly kingdom, but he's not getting it. He's not understanding it. He just hears there's a new king, and this new king is about to interrupt my kingdom. And so he does not see this interruption by the three wise men as a holy interruption. He doesn't see it as a visit from God. 
He does not see it as a, as a visit from God. He actually treats it the complete opposite. He treats it not as a visit from God. He does not see it as a holy interruption. And what's the outcome? Anger, rage, violence. We're told, look how angry he is. When Herod realized that he had been deceived by the Magi, he became furious. He ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem and in its vicinity, two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had ascertained from the Magi. He's so angry, he's not interested in this interruption. What does it do? Rage, violence, murder. And how do we treat interruptions? Do we treat interruptions as a holy invitation from God? This is a visit from God. It's an opportunity for me to have a holy interruption, for me to grow in holiness. Or does it bring me rage and anger and violence? And you may be thinking, well, I, I mean, I, I'm not like King David. I, I, don't, I don't kill anybody. But just think about the words that come out of our mouths when we're interrupted. Think about when things don't go according to our plan and how frustrated we get. I know I do. So we may not be killing people, literally, like King Herod did. But there is a different type of death that could be taking place of how we speak to people. So as we get into this new year, right, all of our goal, all of you are here because you want to grow in holiness. And the news I have for you today, brothers and sisters, is good news is that we can grow in holiness in 2023. We can absolutely grow in holiness, every single one of us, in 2023 by accepting holy interruptions each day. Because they're going to happen. We can react like Joseph marrying the Magi, or we can act like King Herod. We can be modern-day King Herods today. Control of this schedule. This can't be, no, no, this wasn't planned. Our anxiety is through the roof. Our control is through the roof. And you fill in the blank. So as we enter into this new year, just a different perspective to take is, how am I treating interruptions? Or am I seeing them as an invitation from God? So first, just three steps, and then we'll be done. First step, identify the interruption is an invitation from God, can it make me holy, right? If an interruption means that it's, I mean, an interruption which is from God, if it's an opportunity for me to grow in holiness, is because it has to do with the love of God, because that's my primary, where my, that's my primary goal, right? Does this interruption have to do, will it help me grow in holiness for my love of God, for my love for God, or my love for other people? Because that is our primary focus, so I have to ask myself that first and foremost, because not all interruptions are from God. Right? If I'm in the middle of prayer and my friend calls me and says, let's go out, that's not an interruption from God. So you should just say, just ignore that. That's not a good interruption. That's not a holy interruption. It's not God visiting you and say, abandon your prayers, go chill for a little bit. That's not. Go do that after your prayers. For example, right? So I have to just ask myself, is this interruption, how am I going to respond to it? Is it a holy interruption? Is this from God? Is it going to help me grow in holiness? Does it have to do with my love for God or my, is it going to help me for love, my love for God or my love for other people? Right, again, watching a movie and your mom calls your name 300 times, right? Yeah, does your mom do that? Yeah, yeah, you're shaking your head up and down. Your, our parents, Yalla, where are you? Calling 300 times and you're in the middle of a movie, right? I need your help. Okay, before, rather than ignoring, or rather than just getting heated, I say, okay, she needs my help. This is an opportunity for me to love God and to love my neighbor. That is a holy interruption. I can grow in holiness by that. 
or poor grandma going two miles per hour on one lane Maple Road, right? I can't go anywhere. I'm stuck. Is this a holy interruption? Am I going to fly off the radar, be angry, irritated, and, and, and not see this as a holy interruption? Yes, this is an opportunity for me to grow in holiness. Or it could be just not the small things that we deal with day to day, but it could be the big things as well. Right? God interrupted my life. I was in the middle of a master's degree. I was not planning on becoming a priest, but God rocked my world and changed my plans. Right? Our plans can be big things as well. Interruptions can be big things as well. When things are not going according to how I want them to go, God, what are you doing here? Not, God, you forgot me. God, you've abandoned me. God, you don't love me. God doesn't care about me. I've taken this exam a hundred times. He takes care of everybody else. He has... This is an opportunity for me right now, Lord. You are visiting me in this interruption. I don't get it. It's annoying. It's frustrating, but it's a holy interruption. So first we identify, is this interruption from God? Is that going to help me grow in holiness of love of God and love of others? Second, immediately acknowledge that God is present in that holy interruption, even though it's annoying. So, and if not, we can become like King Herod. Right? We can be on that road, and that old grandma in front of us, Gezila, she is right in front of us, and I could be that King Herod with my tailgating and anger inside of me and God, you're here in my car with me. This is a holy interruption. You're in the car with me right now, Lord. You are in that car with Khaltu. You're here. Sometimes people say, I don't pray. But if we're treating these holy interruptions throughout our day and that God is present in those moments, we're praying throughout our day. So first, identify. Second, acknowledge God is there. Third, God, what are you teaching me here? Maybe it's patience. We pray for patience. But I don't want it on the road. We pray for more faith. Maybe God wants to teach me faith. Maybe it's to be less selfish in 2023. That's a beautiful thing. But God, what are you teaching me here? Lord, reveal to me right now, through this interruption, what you're teaching me. And there's always a lesson, and we thank God in advance for that. So an interruption is anything that takes my attention away from my primary task, which is to love God and love neighbor. And some interruptions are a visit from God and they will help us to grow in holiness. Mary, Joseph, and the Magi were all interrupted and treated their interruptions as a holy interruption, which provided them an opportunity to grow in their holiness, unlike King Herod, who refused to accept the interruption as a visit from God, an invitation to grow in holiness, which only led to his destruction and the destruction of people around him. Many of us will come forward to receive Jesus in the most holy Eucharist today. And what will Jesus find in your soul? And what will Jesus find in my soul? Will Jesus find a soul which is not growing in holiness because they treat interruptions as King Herod did, which is bitterness, anger, anxiety, frustration? Or will Jesus find a soul which is growing in holiness because they treat some interruptions as a visit from God, which is the reason they can have the peace when those interruptions occur? So brothers and sisters, we all want to grow in holiness. Let us ask the Lord to reveal where are those areas in our lives when we feel interruptions where he can bring many graces for us to become great saints, unlike Hot Mess Express King Herod. Amen? Amen. Amen.